Thank hang you. on, hang on, stop, stop, everybody, while I Google this thing real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Price is right, rule, so I'm fucked. Nobody laughs, it's racist. Fun kind of depressing. No man, see the Fergasm and Simulator 2016. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Emotive Pixels Podcast. Today's episode is on the Stanley Parable, and Woo! I'm your host, Paul E. Kroll. Joining me is... Will Atkinson. Nate Stevens. Brian Pachuki. And Megan Paulson. Before we get into the beginning question of the game, I want to bring up that this podcast is going to be very spoiler-heavy. If you haven't <laughs> played the game, at least at least take the whatever 15 minutes minutes it is to tr- play through one depending on the ending on it the might game. not even be that long yeah i found this game very enjoyable so i'd hope that you'd listen uh, you try the game before you listen to this but if you just want to listen to people talk about something you know nothing about go for it but let's start off with our question today's question is what is the most ridiculous trophy you've gone for uh, i actually have two i got the lightning dancer achievement in final fantasy 10 oh, which was i'm sorry the my. question was trophy not achievement we don't recognize achievements just kidding it's probably or achievement now that or... I think. I um, sorry about that xbox actually yeah i don't think it has been so actually anyway. so what what was it for so final fantasy 10 you have to go out into this field where there's lightning striking all the time and there's a brief flash and if you hit x fast enough you'll jump out of the way of the lightning and you have to do it 200 times in a row and it (laughs) randomly strikes and so you have to be like on your shit for how long did this take uh it i i spent like seven hours doing it i think a perfect run through is like 45 minutes of pressing it at the right time but wow yeah it, that one was fucking ridiculous but that also gets you the ultimate weapon for lula right i thought that's how you yeah get yeah that's, that sounds so, right it's kind of one of those things where it's like originally when it was ps2 game they there was a reason that, for there it was originally. a reason and then they just said oh okay we'll also give you a trophy for doing it <laughs> i also did the original dead rising achievement for killing the entire city's worth of population worth of zombies but did you it do that like, like glitched or non-glitched I did it with the car in the basement so running over people. Okay, before they for over before they, and over. they yeah, um, <laughs> fixed that. <laughs> you have to you have to kill like I think it was like 56,000 zombies or something yes. ridiculous like that. And then uh, the population little, of the town. Yeah. yeah. Little trivia note, the Left 4 Dead had a similar achievement of killing exactly one more zombie than the population of the Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dead Rising. <laughs> Nate Mine is definitely, yeah, I suppose it is getting all the pollen in a level of Pixel Junk Eden, which I'm not even going to explain. You can watch a video of it. Is the, it's hard. Is the pollen hard to get? You just no. have to get... So every time you go through, like, the goal of the game is to collect seeds to open things up, and every time you open the seed, it pops out at least 100 little particles. And the goal is to beat a full level while not letting any of those things go uncollected. It's ridiculously... It, it's just ridiculous. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. There's a couple tricks to it, but it, yeah, it's hard. What about you, Brian? Debating. I was going to say Nino Kuni, the fill out your compendium with every one of your... Um, That's fair, yeah. But I was also thinking Persona 4 Golden, the getting all the social links, 10 for every character, which is such a pain in the ass. I guess Nino Kuni was a bigger waste of time because... It was completely just grinding forever, and it was just hours of trying to get into a certain area, figuring, reading the internet, and saying, like, oh, this... Slightly more likely here. Yeah, slightly, exactly. And then just keep fighting and fighting until you find one that you haven't gotten, and then hoping that you're able to get to the trigger point where you can catch it for that battle. So that would be mine. Megan? I know there's a ton of them, but... Because it's fresh in my brain, I'm definitely going to have to go with the door trophy. The cl- knocking on this door or clicking on the door in Stanley Parable. And I can't remember if it's three or five times. And that's what it says that the achievement is or the trophy. And then it makes you do a ton more. He's like, oh, you think that you can get a trophy that easily? Uh, no. <laughs> and he makes you do this list of ridiculous things. And I remember going, I don't know if this is actually going to get me anywhere and I'm just going to keep going and I felt so stupid the entire time and I got it though so I was 
I love like, that. There's but... a trophy in this game for going into the menu and clicking on received the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Also pretty ridiculous. Will, did you ever check out the debates on like how to get the this is an impossible achievement achievement? No. What's that one about? There was... A bunch. So originally in the game, that people went into the code and found that you went over to a certain area and did something random. And then he was like, what? And then he patched it so you couldn't do it that way. And then it was like this ongoing Reddit battle of people digging through the code. And then I think he ended up making a blog post that digging through the code in order to get the achievement is essentially cheating. Yeah, well, they... It was a. They were trying to make it a console command, so he had to disable the tilde from console yeah. commands to make that more unachievable of an achievement. Yep. For me, I would say this achievement's less ridiculous and more for fun. But it was a ridiculous thing to do. I actually utilized the help of Immortal Pixels friends. It was in Hell Divers. I really wanted the achievement. Um, <clears throat> which she? Which seat should I take? which is a reference to the terrible song Friday by Rebecca Black. It's a lyric from that song, and to get that, you had to get a carload of people on a Friday in the game. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was <laughs> watching that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, what? Part of that what? <laughs> so That's I, funny. I'm, I'm, I don't normally go after achievements oh! or trophies in games, like unless it's something fun, like, like something I want to do. I'm not going to do it just so I get a badge or anything like that. No offense to anybody that wants to do that, teach their own. But when it's something fun like that and there's like an inside joke wrapped in it as well, I think that's pretty cool. In You Don't Know Jack, there's an achievement titled Turncoat, and the description is... Play the game on July 4th instead of celebrating America, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was like the greatest achievement ever. That's, that's nice. another example that's pretty good. Which brings us to our new segment, which isn't new anymore, but I keep calling it new because I'm not familiar with it enough. Will's trivia <laughs> game of fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyment. <laughs> Happy <life. laughs> All right. So the first question, how many endings are in the Stanley Parable? <laughs> Hold on, Paula, you didn't cover that, sec- that section. <laughs> Can you start the podcast over again? How many endings are there? I don't know the number of endings in this game. <laughs> no one does. Well, well I mean, I, think, I do because I looked it up. The oh, internet what Can anyone... The internet was arguing about it. Okay. Oh, so this is a... What is an ending? Ah. Were, were you satisfied? Yeah, I'm going to call BS to this question. <laughs> <laughs> the Stanley Parable started out as a mod to which popular first-person shooter? Duh. Some of them are easy. <laughs> oh, I know. Okay, this one's going to be a little complicated, but stick with me here. Oh, God. All right. The version of this game we was play, was created primarily by Davey Warren and was also got a lot of help from a guy named William Pew. Oh, Pew. One of those words. Pug. So he's basically the guy who helped build the latest version of the game. He is now working for a company which I'll come back to in just a second. Many of us oh, here no. are fans of Giant Bomb. Former cast member Austin Walker is on a podcast called Friends of the Table. One of the members of Friends of the Table is Jack DeKeet. Jack DeKeet and William Pooh worked for a company called Crows, Crows, Crows. They've just put out their first game. You will get a point for every word in the title of that game you can identify. Hmm. And the last question, I mentioned that, so the original version of this game was a mod for the game in the first question. What was that game again? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that happens in quizzes. I can give the answer later on. And then the version that most of us played was developed after that. As a working title, there was a subtitle to that game. So the question is... What was the subtitle? And here, and this is a multiple choice question. Your choices are the Stanley Parable, the edition edition, the Stanley Parable HD remix, or the Stanley Parable 358 Days Over 2. No searching the internet, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) So, to start off, how many endings are the Stanley Parable? There are only 27. There are only 19 endings. Did anybody come? Who came closest? 27, you said? Price is right rules, though. I'm fucked. What would you say, Brian? I think I wrote down five, but I played way more than that. I don't know. I didn't have a, n- a number. A <laughs> number. <laughs> I literally said unknown because when I was looking up other things, people said it was greatly debated with the different versions that came out. And there were more if you did the second release or if it was on PlayStation. And so. And then there's also the confusion ending, which has multiple endings inside an ending and Ooh. what really is an ending. So I had no idea. I put infinite minus pi. <laughs> 
wise. All right, I'll give Polly a half a point and Megan a quarter of a point. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine wasn't as interesting. <laughs> The Stanley Par- Parable started out as a mod to Half Life. Half Life Two. See, I said Portal. Because <laughs> aren't they nerd? Like, same engine. You didn't say same first engine. person shooter though. Yeah, but Portal's I was not like, a first person shooter. I was like, yes, it is. You shoot portals thing. out of a first person view. So the name of the game that Crows 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 just released, Call of Duty. which William Pooh and Jack Teat are both writers, is Doctor Langslove, the Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald: Colon A Whirlwind Heist. So I would play that. How many help. words? I got the. <laughs> I, put I put an uh. Just because I thought it would have a particle. Yeah. And it didn't there was have a, that. a whirlwind heist, so Nate gets oh, a point. Oh, oh, yeah. I got nice. a point for the. You got the. the. I that's a bit the. of a. <laughs> I, I wrote down. Yeah, I just put down words that were. I'm going to be honest. Like yeah. That's a bit of a tanked a question. A I put a uh, the it can yeah. land. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the original subtitle of the Stanley Parables remake, remaster Edition, edition. Is the HD remix. Damn it. Damn it. I put the edition edition. The, yeah, that one edition, too. edition. the edition edition was from Dive Kicks remix and 358 Days Over 2 is of course the uh, the Keyblade. So the new Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts? Are you kidding Heart? me? I well, thought that was a joke. That's the it name really of the, the name. DS version, the DS sequel to okay. Kingdom Hearts. Yes. 358 <laughs> oh Days God, Over amazing. 2. Oh my God, amazing. Nobody laughs. It's they are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I had. All right, so I got one, two, three, I and a half. Didn't bother counting because who cares? I got a four point, and I'm excited about that four point. We could have got so many I got points two. with that name. I've heard of that no, name I got, before, too. Yeah, I got two. I've never heard of that at all. Nate, would you like to tell us the story of the Stanley Parable? Please, please tell me the story of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nate, what is the story? Your name is Stanley. You work in an office. It goes from there. I'll give you the version I played. I walked around and listened to a man instruct oh, whoa, 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 me, and then wait, I walked wait, out wait into the street and died. Okay. I, wa- I wanted to at least cover <laughs> the intro. Is Stanley's job has been to push buttons at a console. Yeah. Oh, He's oh, given a task oh, you and... want the actual minutia. No, I'm not. Yeah, so his job brief. is to sit in an office, and he receives instructions on what buttons to press, and then he presses them. And he then does, one day, he, he comes into the why. office. He just pushes the buttons. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's not he's it's not that different from all of us, really. No, but and one day he comes in, and he's been there for two hours, and he realizes he hasn't gotten any instructions, which is a hilarious amount of time to realize that you haven't been doing the thing <laughs> yeah. that you do for your job, but that's also happened to me, so I guess I can't criticize. And then from there, the game starts, and you can decide to wander out of the room, and you start getting instructions on what to do, and you can obey or not obey, and all By sorts of weird things happen narrator. from there. The b- very British narrator. Oh my goodness! Well, if you know is nothing about ever. the game, you don't necessarily realize that you're supposed to be listening to him. He's not giving directions. He's very reminiscent. Saying of, what you're doing. There's a movie. I think it's Stranger Than Fiction. Is that the name of it? With Will Ferrell, and it's the same idea. Pretty much, he starts noticing there's a narrator narrating his nut life, and he's trying to figure out why the fuck that's happening. He starts to think he might be in a book or something like that. Kind of like about the one with. Uh, that sounds really interesting. Uh, Jim Carrey, the um, where he's the, no, that's uh, the, the Truman Show. Truman Show uh, yeah. No, it's where similar to like, that. It's pretty much like Will Ferrell has a job, and there's a narrator that's saying everything he does, his breakfast, and it's driving him crazy. He's trying to get this narrator to shut the fuck up because apparently only he can hear it. Oh, you know what? I think I've seen that one too. Yeah. I have not. Now I want to. Yeah, it wasn't. No, but yeah, <laughs> similar to. Fortunately, that. this game exists. Yes, this I like the game better than the movie. That's for sure. I have the privilege of knowing someone who played this once, got an ending that I don't remember, and thought that was the end of the game, and complained to me that it was too short, never I, fully realizing that there Will? were multiple I endings. I finished the game in 14 minutes. Which ending was that, Will? Did you actually... What did we all do? Like, were you able to speedrun it, Will? If by speedrun it you mean get to the ending in 14 minutes, yes. <laughs> you did that, and that the achievement? That's what I did, too. I did, I did the no. follow everything the narrator says, and literally I was done in like... I followed what Patrick Klepek from Giant Bomb said to do, and I went and stood in a broom closet for a while. I that love that. That's my ending, favorite. It is hilarious. That's my <laughs> favorite thing. How many comments thing. does he make while He you makes a lot of comments. He's talking about... He starts just insulting you. He's like, Stanley was fat and ugly, oh, and also he didn't have any friends, and he had sex with <laughs> prostitutes. And then eventually, like, he just assumes that whoever was playing the Stanley Parable died at the keyboard, and he calls out for, hello, another human, would you please remove the corpse before it starts to <laughs> decompose and ha- tell someone, instruct someone to sit at the keyboard who has a general knowledge of first-person 
game controls and what's the other one and common narrative tropes in video games so the irony is not lost on them <laughs> <laughs> and then when, as soon as you start moving again he says hello player the two fate, like hello play, <laughs> hello player two you certainly the can't fate be as bad the last... as that first guy or something like that yeah exactly yeah. it's great i gotta say from about 30 seconds into this game i was just smiles yes like, yes i was just having a good time the, the whole i i was super reluctant didn't know what i was getting into starting to play this game and i was just smiles the whole time i was playing real quick question did everybody ever. follow the rules immediately the first time here no i did the one where you die what's Most. that ending how does that actually pan out because i just had my girlfriend play it yesterday for the first time and her first one was to go through the wrong door and then she yeah. immediately jumped right off of the freight elevator and killed herself and then she also didn't listen to what he said and took the freight elevator to the depression ending so yes that's my favorite that's the one i got first where you go and meet your fake wife and they put you in your apartment and turn oh, it into yes. the office. oh my god Is my favorite thing things- press e to tell your wife you love her yeah no, yes or, or pre- <laughs> Press in, in our case, we had the Steam controller, so press right trigger to play with the kids, and then yeah, there was a. That's point when they like turn into the desk, right, and it slowly transforms back into your office. Every time you press a button, yeah, it changes something like your file cabinet so, instead of the stove and stuff like that. There's a point where he's like, "Whatever you do, don't press the next prompt that it tells you," and it's, then the prompt pops so was like, "Press E to continue" or something like that, and I, I honestly. Tried. Went to bed. I was like, all right, I'm done. Nothing happens except the clock gets stuck or something like that if you wait long enough. But it will not have an ending that way. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to do something. There's a couple like that. Like, I I did the one where I completely did everything not what I was supposed to do. And eventually, you you know, you get in the room and everything kind of just, like, deteriorates. And, like, there was the same thing. It's like, press this to to go back and let's start over again. And you could, if you just let it sit there, it just sits there and sits there. And I think he does make some comments along the way. The one where you go out the window, is that... Not the window. You end up going to like this room. The game almost looks like it starts breaking. You're in this room. Yeah. Everything starts deteriorating mm-hmm. around you, and did and, any, did and then he starts getting all depressed, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you didn't want to follow any of my stuff." Did anybody sure. go out the window in the first office building? So there's a way you can right at the beginning of the game, you can take a left and climb up on a chair, chair, and then crouch out the window. And if you go out the window, it's just this white room, and you can look back up and see the window there, and it's just complete void of whiteness. And then he talks a little bit, and he's like, are you enjoying this gag? And a button pops up, yes or no. And if you hit yes, then he makes fun of you and then sings a song for why you would enjoy this. It just stays there forever until you quit the game. Or if you hit no, they end it for you. And it's different. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. My second ending was the credits, which felt a little annoying because then it gave away... A lot of things I was going to run into later. The, the me- museum oh, like credits? the credit, like the museum yeah, like thing. Yeah, you walk in and it says credits on it, and it yeah. shows the rooms, and you can go around. And I was fascinated, but also like, darn it, you're telling me yeah, things you, that I might that run you, into later. I Why are you really doing broke this? It. Museum, but I didn't get I it love until the after museum. about like the museum's five awesome. Endings, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's second about right. one, but six. I do love when you finally you're reading everything and you get to the one that's like, many players were very mad at this scene because they were stuck here forever and they didn't realize you just had to restart. And I just kind of put my head on the table and I was like, yeah, okay. Because I thought you had to get out. I like the one where they have a diorama of one of the endings that they didn't include in the game. It's like a room. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Yeah. I really liked that museum. Yeah, that was really cool. Let's talk some more about some of the endings because there's not much else to talk about. We can't just sit here and talk as the narrator because he's better at it than any of us. He, yes. His True that. Brilliant accent. So my very first experience with this game... On that first, the first, do you want to start the game thing? There's a phone on the desk. I click on the phone and it crashes the game every single time. Do you I don't want to know start what the game. Like before what? I started the game, I clicked on the phone, it crashed the game every single time. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's weird. That's... I was like, is this some kind of like meta commentary on not being able to? <laughs> Everything in this game, I think, could be that if you put Definitely. it in 4K mode, then the menu options disappear. And it's been like that for a long time. And I don't know if he just didn't want to fix it or if he's like saying something <laughs> about playing this dumb game in 4K. I don't know. <laughs> but no, other endings that are. Just dumb shit. You can just close the door at the beginning when you're looking out at the hallway, and that's an ending. You just click on the door, and it I, closes. I jumped off the uh, thing that goes... Freight elevator? The freight... Yeah. The one that goes sideways? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot yeah. that's what they called it. Yeah. I, well, one of the times you jump off, and you can do something, but I, they said, you know, oh, good thing you didn't fall off, so I, I ran back, and I just jumped off the platform, and he's like, oh, you thought you could kill yourself, and <laughs> makes this commentary as you're lying dead at the base. There's also if you get on it and then you back up, 
Then he's like, oh, uh, somebody had a little bit of cold feet there. Looks like you're just going to – maybe you should try to jump for it. <laughs> I, like that. I like when you do like, certain things like um, – Man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily any, but I like, like what you were just, probably was just saying. Like, there's ones who were like, oh, so Stanley takes the door on the left, and then you take the you, – you go to the right, and he's like, nope, he decided to take the door on the right, and then you stop before you go to the door, and then you, you head back for the left. He's like – that's right. Stanley goes back for the left door. <laughs> not too fast. Yeah. You're too fast through the left door, and he's or you start doing everything before he's telling it to you, and then he locks you down in that room, and they play the music. Right after that is the break room, or you get to that. If you go to the right, you go to get to that break room, and he's like, "And you got to this super interesting break room. Yes, look at all of the cool stuff in this break." room. And I was like, "Look at around, like yeah. okay," and then, and then he's like. You still looking at the stuff in this break room? <laughs> he has actually different things occasionally. And the funny thing is the order. Like when the game restarts, one of the times there was papers all over the floor. And yeah. I have no idea if that had to do with the be- the ending before it or not. And then one of the times when I went through the break room, it didn't say the same thing that he'd said before because he sounded like he was tired of saying it. Sometimes it's random and then sometimes it's part of like the confusion yeah. ending. For example, yeah. he restarts it to fix where he messed up, but he can't get it right, and then you go on the whole Stanley Parable that one, adventure that one really line. Good. One of my favorites. I love the way he's able to anthropomorphize the line. Right, oh, all yeah. of a sudden, this line has a personality, and it's just a fucking line on the ground. But it's like <laughs> it, it, it is the thing nowhere. that, it, <laughs> yeah, like it comes in from the roof. No, oh, not that. I, I thought I thought we agreed that this adventure wasn't going to include that adventure <laughs> line. Yeah, that was a great one. And then at the end of that one, you get to the room that spells out what's supposed to happen in the confusion ending and it has more oh, than yeah. what has actually happened so far he's supposed to forget about it and then uh, and then restart the yeah, game yeah. and do like so that was really good says, there's eight endings <laughs> the blow up explosion one did anyone try running around to solve all the puzzles and the oh yeah and stuff? i very much tried to and it's pointless can i interrupt and say that this is the funniest game i've ever played by like a wide shot I and think, i can't figure uh, out if that's just because i've played other games one, or not this one and jazz punk both are my two favorite jazz punk was games. actually kind of similar in that way huh definitely i love the even when it gets dark a little bit like the depression ending it's still i don't know if it's just the narrator's performance on it but it still is fun it's a yeah. fun kind of depressing <laughs> I like which one is it where the other narrator takes over? That There's would be a the uh, that would be the museum one where you, oh. it says you walk down this hallway and see your certain doom and then you're about to get crushed and then she takes over. Yeah, the okay. female. Narrator. I got them kind of all confused. There's a certain point where and you she... do the same area and then Wait, you what? change at one point. So if you if you huh. go through the boss's office and then um, instead of going in, Stanley walked through the big door labeled mind control facility. <laughs> if you don't do that, you go to the escape route then it uh, brings you to this big crushing machine and you're about to get crushed, but time stops right before you get crushed. And a female narrator takes over and then you go through the museum and everything like that. Oh, that's how you get to the museum? That's the only way? Yeah. And then she talks about about how Stanley and the narrator needed each other and all this stuff and tells you, you you end up, after the museum, you end up back at the crushing machine and she tells you to, uh, the only way to stop this endless cycle is to quit the game. So oh, I, I didn't run into that. At the end of the museum, after you hit I, the switch for off. I did not find... I don't think I found that. I, I think, think I, I, I get lost easily in <laughs> games without maps. So I think I finally was just running around, and when I ran into the... They must have been talking about a different part that you had to restart the game. I thought she was talking about that scene, and I was like, oh, I guess I have to restart, so I restarted oh, at the, it. Oh, at the, there's an exit to I the don't museum. think a map would help you in this game. <laughs> I don't think a map helps me Oh, ever, that's one of my other favorite things, when you end up taking endless right turns, and it's like, oh, <laughs> Like seven right turns in a that's row. That's one thing in games that you can't... I guess you could do it in a movie but it wouldn't be the same thing when you're actually taking the route yourself and it's like disorientating when you take like 10 rights but it's different every time that kind of thing yeah or like when you're in the yeah that's like the area when you're in like the basement with the car right and you keep going in the loop mm-hmm. and things change oh, each yeah. time yeah, the insanity oh, the one the first one you like got that. where you died yeah and you start to flow and see spaceships or stars i mean yeah. It's been a long really time since I, I didn't really, somewhere. I got that ending when I first played this quite a while ago and I, probably understandably, I did not go back for that ending again. Yeah. It's tedious and panicky. It's yeah. like if, at first you start to float cause you're like, Oh, it's like a dream and this is fun. And then it's, why am I not waking up? And the music all picks up and everything like that. That's right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Until you die and a woman finds you and then goes to work. We should, we should address the elephant in the room real quick in that we've all disagreed tentatively that we're going to do some follow-up for the beginner's guide so there are a lot of things 
that would be relevant that we're not going to bring up specifically because we're going to talk about that later. Yes, uh, the beginner's but guide is a You should definitely play the beginner's guide. Yeah, and I think there's tons of points that re- relate directly to this game, but we'll, we'll just have to bring those up on the beginner's guide spoiler cast, which will come in a later date. Another good ending I like, if you take the freight elevator and you jump off and go onto the catwalk, he tells you to go through a red door, you go through the blue door a couple times instead. You get to the baby game, which is one of my favorite things in this uh, game. Okay, so explain this to me. This is like the troll part of this game, right? Okay, kind of, maybe. So he says, if you don't really care about what's going on, let me show you another game that I've been working on. And he has a baby on the right of the screen on a track that's going towards fire. And he's like, the, what you have to do is press this button to stop the baby from going into the fire. Play this game for four hours and then let me know what you think. So you can actually hit the button the best part is he, he's he's like no no no. it's it's all about the experience and the euphoria you get but you don't really get into that feeling until you've been doing it for four hours yeah <laughs> it's like what yeah he, does, yeah he doesn't say the game is four hours long he just says that it'll mean something if you go for four hours the the insight's gonna come after four hours and like, it, it does you can play this game for four hours and after i think two hours i didn't do this obviously there's no way i'm gonna hit a button for four hours i and watched it's, the it's YouTube a stressful video. button too because like the baby cries and and everything like that but yeah That's, i watched the video yeah. and after two hours he adds another element to the game where a puppy and it's a, a puppy bucket with Get dropped into dropped into a right? tank of piranhas. <laughs> so then you have like if you just set up a macro to press a button, you have to then change to have walk to two different buttons and click them both, which you can also obviously and do. And it's like it, but it they're, it's not like right next to each other. You have to like go to the side and forward and back and yeah, left. And so it's like a it's extreme like... <laughs> time constraint. You have to constantly move back and forth and hit these two buttons. And then if you get through all that, after he, he chimes in every now and then and says, oh, you're, you're still doing this, huh? No, go, go ahead. Don't let me bother <laughs> right. you or anything. If you finally do that, he starts talking about how the art is eventually going to burrow its way into your skull and, and enlighten you <laughs> as to the meaning of everything. And when it does that, kind of like a black rectangle appears in a void. It's almost and like talks a, to you about how it's going to take you to its. It's almost like the thing from. Is it an obelisk? Space Odyssey. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an it's obelisk. Like the thing type. is like, oh. And it talks to you about how uh, when you die, it's going to bring you to paradise, which is located inside a plant or something like that. The last words of the game are, I love you. Yeah. It's uh, a. Yeah, but if you don't do that, if you just let the baby die in the <laughs> which fire... Which I did immediately, because I was does, not listening to him that entire time. He's disappointed in you not wanting to play his game, so he's like, why don't we just play another game? And then it brings you through a version of Minecraft inside the game. So apparently you could either be Minecraft or Portal, and or he both. actually got... Both. Oh, okay. So he actually went and got uh, specific approvals from Valve and uh, I was wondering Mojang. Did what happens is... Did you get those endings? I didn't actually do it. I just so what happens is um, he brings you into Minecraft and you don't actually click on anything. He just like builds a house and you go in it and then he's like, oh, we need to turn this house into diamonds. So let's go down to the mine. And when you go down there, he's like, this is way too open ended. We need something more constrained or something like that. And then he po- wakes you up in the portal starting room and you actually do like a fake portal puzzle where you pick up a companion cube and put it on a, a spot and then get to an elevator. And then he brings you out of that as well, which... Fuck, I loved those references. I when playing too. that, it was the same amazing feeling I had at the end of Portal where there's that song, I'm not going to spoil anything else, but about Portal. But like ingenious, hilarious, well-paced game design, even though if it's not a game, it's just a walking around. Well, for me, it's funny. I only just started playing Portal because the kids at school are so into, or not Portal, excuse me, Minecraft. And I just started playing it. So I'd been playing it like crazy, trying to figure out what they were talking about. And then all of a sudden I'm in this other game and I get thrown into it. And I was like, what has happened? I've gone crazy. No, no, wait. <laughs> Help. Okay. Is there any other endings or anything like that anybody wanted to bring up? Any stuff that happens in this game? I just, the broom closet is the moment that stands out in my mind. Did you know that if you do the broom closet multiple times, he eventually boards it up? Like in different playthroughs? or I think I did one? know that, yeah. Like he After track, that I ending. I if you do it three times, every time you walk through the broom closet, there's just boards over it. You're not allowed to go in there anymore and waste my time kind of thing. <laughs> and like you said, multiple times there's different, it'll start you in a random office. And one time there's just a corridor right out of your office straight to the two doors. And you actually need that random start to get the speed run trophy achievement. Oh, interesting. 
What is the amount of time for the second oh. run? Four and a half minutes, something like that. Yeah, so you just have to do that, and you also have to have, eventually after you go through the boss's office so many times, you don't have to put the keypad code in anymore. Oh, nice. He's just like, you already know this, so I'm just going to. And go. to do that, you have to put in the keypad number before he says it. And that was another one of my favorite things is he's like, Stanley was way too worried about getting through this quickly. So he decided to stand around and listen to some new age music for a short while. And all <laughs> I listened to like, God damn it. Oh God, the, the jokes in this game are just awesome. Yeah. Yummy. So I, I read something where you're talking about the kind of inspiration for creating this game. And he talked about it being, he's like, all of these modern first-person shooters he was playing at the time, they never really explored the edges of things you want to do. He was thinking like Half-Life in particular. And he's like, my aim is more like a, what if you answered all of those what-if questions? What if I just stood here? What if I went and did the did the opposite thing I'm supposed to do? What are the answers to all the what-ifs? And so he tried to like put in all of those extra what-if scenarios. And so I think that it really works really well. I think it pulls back, and multiple times it pulls back the veil as to, like, game design and how games are made. And that, like, it'll show, like, developer textures, and uh, which I just find neat as well. It's a bit of a commentary on how these games are developed. I, I also saw there's a couple of Easter eggs where if you just type certain things, like apparently there's some internet meme or something, you just type the word, and all of a sudden all the textures in the game have this, it's like a bloody cat photo or something on it. It's, it's super weird, and all of a sudden just the entire world is covered with these pictures. Mm -hmm. Did you get like the disco thing in the surveillance room? So there's the room with all the cameras, no. all mm -hmm. the TVs with the, that are showing the cameras. And if when you after you call the elevator, you wait a minute, the gate, the backwards gate will open, and you can go back there and hit the lights button again. And then everything, all these like disco lights come on, and it plays like a fun <laughs> song. And text wraps around the world. It says "Secret of the Year," "Secret, Secret, Secrets." Best secret of 2014 just has all this text and it's just stupid fun. It's not an ending. It's just that'll happen if you press this button. It's cool. It's I want to live in a world where everything is funny and commentary like this. This is like how I live my life inside my head. Nothing is ever serious. Everything is always questioned. I don't even think it's just first person shooters or things like that. I think it's it's most video games. If you think about oh um, yeah, what are stupid video game tropes that we complain about if, if we were taking, you know, a suspension of disbelief, right? About things like open world games, right? You get a quest. Somebody says like, you have to go save this person. They're captured and they're going to be executed. But you can go do 50 million other things and spend 100 hours and do all this stuff that doesn't... I like that this game just kind of makes fun of that things like, oh, you know, technically you're supposed to do this, but... What happens if you just go and do this and it just makes fun of that whole notion that we take for granted in video games of this, you know, that we're taken out of, con you know. Now that you mention it, I would love for somebody to make a quest that's like, oh, you need to go rescue the princess from the, tra the castle. The dragon will eat her in 42 minutes. But I actually have some rats that I want you to kill first. Yeah. And so, like, every quest you, yeah. you, like, take from then on is, oh, yeah, the, the princess will probably be eaten in 12 minutes. But... I have this other quest I want you to do instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that I, would be so cool, right? Yeah, and that's, um, and that's what I, I really like about this game is that fact that you can just do these these things. And also, as you're doing it, the narrator who's there as you're kind of the audience of the, the game, like, he was, like, saying things, as well as just narrating and giving you instructions, he was also saying things like, why are you doing this? You know, you're not, you're not following the instructions. And, you know, he gets upset, like, if you... Well, like, there's the classic ending of he brings you to that nice, happy room with yeah. all the lights, and your only other option is go to the suicide room and repeatedly throw yourself off the top of the stairs oh, to kill that. yourself. And he's asking that the whole time, like, do you dislike me so much that you'd yeah. rather throw yourself off stairs multiple times <laughs> to kill yourself? And that's the thing. It's just funny because, yeah, you can just totally... Hey, what happens if you don't do this stuff? And we do that all the time in, in games. Hey, we don't. We our nature is to like, what? How can I take it to the edge and, and to the limit? And like this game is all about that. That's the point of this game. Whereas every other game is no. The point is some main quest or some main objective, and well, you can just be adventurous and try to find things and mm -hmm. see how you know. And a lot of commentaries on those kind of tropes, as well as like almost like in the depression ending. Although you could take it as like, everybody's job is to just sit around and press buttons and do the tasks as they want but also there's you can kind of infer that as we sit around playing these games and all we're really doing is pressing buttons and there's the yeah, button I ending mean, where totally you must really like playing buttons I mean, sitting down and pressing buttons so yeah, that's I mean, all you have, have to do we have a right we have a, a separate podcast we did on papers please and it was about totalitarian states and just doing what you're told and that this game also has that commentary on that here's stanley and all he does is he's told to push this this button at this time in this order 
and he doesn't know why, and he doesn't have a say in what they're doing. He just does it. But he likes it. Yeah, is like the part of it that makes it me like. And then it could like, be about like games too. And then it's like why oh, we play games and yeah, stuff like and that. Yeah, and it's the same thing exactly. And then if you're told like you have to push the sequence and do it in this order. But what happens if? But then what happens if you just decided I don't want to do that anymore and I'm going to do my own thing? How it opens all these branching paths. I don't have to take the exact. I can do this, and what would happen? And you know, what kind of crazy stuff could be brought up? So. Which also makes me think this is one of the most artistic games that I think I have played. Other than being the most humorous, also, like, I, I find the way it interacts with real life and says things about things that we've all dealt with in our lives. Not to sound too artsy or anything like that, but it just it feels like it has a powerful message that can be interpreted in different ways. So you mean more... Like, Definitely. You mean more, like, when you're talking about artsy, you're talking about more, like, philosophical and rather than art. Well, I think, like, art inspires philosophical things of ourselves there's parts of this game where you don't need the narration to feel something about it as well there are definitely people in my life that i think in terms of issues with satisfaction at work that should play this game and that's not even related to the video game commentary in here there's some commentary on work too yeah oh yeah that's what i was talking about the totalitarian state like it's almost like this weird thing your character stanley is supposed to be this guy who just pushes this button and he follows instructions but you don't have to follow the instructions you can make that choice to do your own thing yeah definitely or you can do nothing yeah or exactly or, or you can just go into the room closet and just stay there like, you just stay or in the they actually room, suggest happens? that you quit the game at one point in the game they're like you, you just have to stop just quit the game <laughs> what like, does happen I, I did that actually what, but I forgot what happens if you just stay in the start room and you don't go out like it's if you close the door he pretty much says that was it, it just seemed like there was too many choices and something bad would happen if he made the wrong one so he decided to make no decision at all and sit there and wait for meeting and it, he's sure it's gonna come anytime now <laughs> Anytime now, it does that a couple times. Oh, okay. Isn't there a trophy that was like if you have the game running for an entire Tuesday? The entire yes. duration of a Tuesday. Yeah. Do you um, have to be playing during that dedi- time? Dedication, I think, is the name of that trophy. No, you're missing the big one, which is do not play the Stanley Parable for what is it, five years? Yeah. Which one's I that? I changed my system clock. You have to not play the game for five years and then start it up again, or you could change your system clock five years later and start it up oh, again. Oh, I was going to say. Nice. Yeah, that's the obvious. And as we brought up before, the unachievable achievement, which all, other than people trying to hack it in, there is a random chance every time you start the game that it could happen, I guess, right? Is what exactly what it is? is it? It's just you'll the achievement could pop. There's like a 15% chance in a certain scenario that it could happen. That you just do the thing and it gives you the achievement. Is it different every... Time, yeah. like it's, it's not even doing a thing it's just like essentially random isn't it the same oh. way it's random you get a random start but the thing is nobody is sure which start matters and if you have to do multiple starts or anything like that it's just at some point of the playthrough there is a random chance of this achievement popping but people don't know what that random thing is because it's hidden in the code and it's been changed multiple times there is controller support because they give you a uh, controller prompts if you're using the steam controller but um i feel like it kind of breaks it a little bit because he talks about your keyboard and sitting at your keyboard and stuff like that quite often in narration so okay okay because i was one of my platforms like if it was on any kind of like consoles because pc yeah you could just he could just change the code fairly quickly and uh, upload a new version but console it's not quite that way and breaking an achievement or or trophy i don't uh, know if playstation yeah. would be down for that yeah or xbox yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so, they, the, both of the major platforms have rules about what you have your, to be able your achievements to get a can do. Right? Yeah, you have you have, I think they have to be achi- I think they have to be able to be achievable. Like yeah, in I mean, you could kind of. There was at least one game. I can't remember what it was, but it was like you have to be the top of the leaderboard. Oh, so I know like, that one. Yes, yeah, like I hate that. Like you have to be in the like, top two percent of so the leaderboard. Like but four like, people in the entire world have this achievement. Yeah. It's like fucking ridiculous. I, it was a giant bomb. Somebody was talking about that, and they only got it by like. They were one, like they were in media, so they played it before like release date. So they were up there because it was only like you know. A handful I could of be confusing this, but that isn't gone home with the steps taken. Right? No, it's not gone home. There's a there, isn't there like a leaderboard for steps taken and gone home? There might be, but the game huh. Will's talking huh. about, which I know what he's talking about, is not. Does anybody else have a topic to bring up on this? Is Who this a game? is Stanley? Who I don't, is Stanley? I don't think it's Who is? yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I am. You, you're playing as Stanley? Question mark. Stanley is yes. the. Yeah, you're playing as Stanley. Is that a game? question? 
That I, I'm not sure about. <laughs> Stanley is a character so in the answer, game. Yes, you you control Stanley, and I am not the narrator. And you're not the narrator. So yes, you have to be Stanley by logical conclusion. Yeah, I don't think they give you any reason to think you're not Stanley. They just give you reason to not know if Stanley's actually. They give you reason to I mean, think they, that you're a person at a computer playing a game. Yeah, they talk about how Stanley. I am not. Stand so it's more like they're like, directly talking to the player instead of, and you are. Well, there's are, a lot of that. When you do like the wrong things, you know, he'll be like, fine, do you just want to like not, you know, complete this game? You know, you could hit this, you could go forward and do this, or you can just stay. I'm just going to lock you in this door. I so think that's more where, the point. Like, they're like, definitely fourth wall break. Stanley might not matter. He's just a puppet. Well, at some point but they talk about Stanley. looking down at your feet, and they're like, "Why Are can you? I not see my just, feet?" Yeah. Just because you walk, because just because at the beginning of the game it says you're Stanley and this is his story. But that's be the same with within most games, right? So like, but that's the joke, right? Uh, it's okay, <laughs> fine, but it's, it's either so you're you're never a character. You're a camera. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's that thing like Mario sixty four. Are you the camera or are you Mario? It's, it's the old. You're obviously Mario in Mario sixty four. Are you? At I don't some think point, anyone they has talked had that about argument. you know the, the control a, the camera. Why is this a debate? Control the camera until Mario sixty four. Oh, what are they called? The every single character in any game ever. That's, that's what I was just telling Polly. That's the thing. That's the question. So is it? Are you ever? That's a question for crazy people. That's not about both. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a dumb question. What do you call that thing in the cloud with the camera and the lockatoo? Yeah. That's you play thing. the locker two in yes, Mario. You're not actually Mario, but the there's things, prequels yes. to that no, game. That's not Mario 64, where you control Mario and you don't control the camera. Then, if that's if that's the case, then you're Stanley, because it's the same. No, you can't. No. Okay. You can't cross over multiple games saying that they have to be the case. Hey, well, no, like, you're did you ever read? Um, All this thing is you're not. You hey, know, Nate. What is Stanley? Yeah. What's up with the title of this? What is Stanley parable? Is there some meaning behind that? What's a parable? That's a great question. It is his parable. What's a parable? What's the actual definition of a parable? It's a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson, as told by Jesus in the Gospels. It comes from the Latin word parabola, which you may have heard. What's the allegory? I think it's the state of gaming. And what was the other question? Is this a game? Is this a game? I don't know. This is more of an interactive fiction. This is absolutely the best answer to people asking if walking simulators are games. I think he deliberately did that, so... I had this argument with somebody. I was playing Rust with some friends, and one of the guys finished Stanley Parable. I don't. I think he did one playthrough of it, and he said that game was terrible. There's nothing to do. I was like, there's lots of stuff to do. You can get all the different endings. He's like, I don't want to listen to some guy talk. I want to play a game. If I had to describe this to somebody, I would say it's more interactive fiction. Well, yeah, it's, it's sure. more of like a walkable book or movie. Yes, I'm sure. I'm, I'm going for multiple endings here, Will. Yeah, just, you got to go with me. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of multiple endings, should we get our... Mul- <laughs> yeah, I think that question and many others can be answered by you guys. <laughs> so, Will, what do you think nice, about this game? Nicely done. Um, <laughs> or what do you think about this interactive fiction? Sorry about that. Oh, Lord. Good clarification. So I went over and I grabbed this book uh, by Jesse Schell, The Art of Game Design, which I, I think is a really good read. Anybody who's even remotely interested in game design should probably give it a read. Half of that book is like we were talking about, talking about what is a game, what things kind of make a game. It, it, it gets right up there with like the definition of life are things that grow alive. Like, okay, well, then is fire alive? Because fire grows. It's like, it gets so weird and, and messed up. Um, the rabbit hole is deep. In- I randomly opened up to a page here, and on 229, it's discussing how some people attempted to redesign the broom, and it brings up the Swiffer Sweeper. And there's a picture of the Swiffer Sweeper. And they talk about how the, the, the experience of moving a Swiffer is actually kind of a pleasurable experience because of the way that the head... There's a, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in that book. But the, the thing that made me went over and grab it is they talk about this concept of negative possibility space. And for most of those... For, for most of the time when you talk about negative possibility space, it's like in a game, you'll put a mountain up there, right? And so a player will see oh my god, there's a mountain there. What if I go and I climb it? And if it's, if it's really hard and it takes me a long time and I, like, I figure out and I, I think that this is a challenge that the, the game designer has left for me and I go out of my way and I get up to the top of this mountain and there's nothing there, 
that's what they call negative possibility space. There's the, there was something and it just left unfulfilled. This is now like the 50th podcast Will has referenced the same concept. What I I like that. The thing I like about this game in particular is it's all about those spaces and just filling them in with something. Sometimes yeah, it's like random, it's like taking it's... a negative possibility space and then making it actually not negative. Exactly. I, th- I feel like that's what still, this game is in a nutshell. But it's still negative at a point. Like, it's it's less so than most games, right? Because you can do these crazy edge cases that really shouldn't make sense. But there's really still a finite, like, what was there, uh, 19? Yeah. Or how many that's why it's so much 19, more let down when so you try to see if he'll do anything if you just stand here. Yeah. And nothing happens. Uh, that's what I mean. But Take the, one more step, but stand there, right there. There, there, there still are a, still negative possibility spaces, yeah. but, but Which is interesting. his... His design, like the thing that drove his design, was trying to get as rid of as yes, many of those as possible. He definitely blew it up. He expanded it to a point where most games aren't even close to that kind of possibilities. But it's this concept of there's still that finite thing. Like you can, like you can stand in this corner on this desk in this chair, and nothing happens. I actually listened to a podcast about virtual reality for some, but he was talking to. The GM who does the Acquisitions Incorporated stuff, which is a a PAX thing, they were also talking about how basically the possibility that we ever get to a future where a video game can be like as complete as sitting down and playing D&D and the DM being able to go in any direction they want is still to this point so far out in in our... But is that even a, is that even a, a reality that can be met? I is think there, is yeah. There, is it possible think, to have a game that could do anything? I think a hundred well, years from now we could have an AI that could do that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, who knows what will be around in a hundred years? But sure, I mean, I don't know. Isn't it, at some point, right? I mean, is that a like? I mean, it's a, philosoph- it's a philosophical debate about at some point to to have possibilities. There has to be some kind of end. Can you reach a point where it's just infinite? You can do anything, and there's no limit. There's no boundary where you're like you hit something and isn't you can't, that like you can't that? proceed further. Nothing happens. Isn't that that like that concept about when AI gets so yeah the singularity the singularity yeah, yeah but it doesn't say like is that a, like is that feasible I mean hundred years thousand years ten thousand years Man, I'm working on it I'm almost there I swear the, <laughs> I got um, nice. They're really fun concepts to think yeah, about. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's actually a mod on that drug wars game on my calculator, but <laughs> it's really close. <laughs> that brings me back. I love the game design that was put in this game. I love the narrator. Like I mentioned before, I was smiling from about three minutes into this game and just everything that I did just kind of brought a smile to my face. Even when things were like strange and weird and messed up. It was strange and weird and messed up in really interesting ways. I think this game deserves a 10. Neat. Nate, what do you think? I completely echo the previous sentiment. Boring. Brian, what do you think? (laughs) Um, So, unlike Will, I wasn't smiling at the three-minute mark because I was trying to still figure out what this game was. Because I was following the instructions, so I was kind of wondering, is this more like a... uh, a typical game in this genre, like a Gone Home or like a... Um, walking simulator? Yeah, I don't like to use walking simulator, but yes, uh, that type. Or is this like Vanishing of Ethan Carter? What's going to happen? What is the point? And then, so I got through the first playthrough of just following everything, and I was like, okay, sure. So, you know, and then I'm like, play it again, and just kind of dawned on me, like, oh, you know, he's always saying these things, like, Stanley went to the left, or Stanley entered this door, and oh, Stanley knew the passcode to the bosses, you know, and I'm like... Well, what happens if you just try different things? And then it just got, it became, it went from like a zero to like the top of super fun because it was like, oh, well, I could do this, but I don't have to live. And, I, and if I try that, right? And now I'm in this other situation. And what happens if I do this? And, what, and, and it just became the amount of possibilities where, where still not infinite was so much more than most typical games. And you could just, the branching paths you could take to get to these weird situations and then just how the, the game or the narrator or like like the things they threw at you would just come up and be like oh you know why are you doing you know like why are you doing this or like yeah go throw yourself off the stairs to kill yourself like all it just kept good like the, the enjoyment factor just kept rising and rising so yeah this is a really fantastic game um, awesome i would feel remiss if i didn't mention there's a ps2 era game 
called Way of the Samurai. Has anybody heard of and or played this game? Heard of, not Heard of, yeah, not playing. Way of the Samurai is only, you're the samurai who walks into town and shit happens. And the game is three days long, uh, which takes maybe 20, 30 minutes to play through. But the whole point of that game is that each time you replay it, you get, depending on how you progress, you can get different endings and stuff like that. It just kind of reminds me a lot of of Stanley Parable. Not in that it's um, like force wall breaking and all that fun stuff, but in that they decided to really shorten the game experience in favor of replayability. Nice. But that seems it's more the like, opposite of a JRPG. But that, sem- that, walk- yeah, that seems more like a more Majora's Mask-esque, where it's like, okay, you're on this fixed time length, but like, as you replay it, whether it be just replay from a game point or in Majora's Mask, where you had this time factor where you could move the time back, and you, you would know more about the game. I don't know if that is is that really close to this game because i mean i don't know if it's, it's about knowing like what i now know what this does so i could versus more like hey what the hell can i do can i walk through you know can i stand in the broom closet and just sit there have the game sit there for two hours right that has more of like a chrono trigger type idea and this is more like, i can't even i, almost I understand what you're what you're what you're you're getting at i'm just i'm, I'm not disagreeing i'm just kind of questioning like is it are they? I'm having a trouble thinking of it, and which also why I really like this game because I think it just it has something that's unique to games that doesn't exist of, of this branching paths that don't necessarily lead somewhere but are fun and interesting, and that's the point. It's not about just completing the game and completing the mission. It's about finding all these things and what crazy stuff. All right, Megan, what do you think about the game? I really like the game general consensus here actually the narrator was probably my favorite part i voices are important to me so if they'd chosen pretty much anyone else or if they hadn't been interesting i might have not continued with the game so a fun little side note the the main guy whose name i lost what was the, the main designer's name davy render yeah that's the guy Boosh. so he just basically put out a call on a voice actor website it's like hey i need somebody to read this thing for me and uh, the main character, or the main voice actor. Talk about cool. hitting it out of the park. Yeah, exactly. I always wonder if British people would find it as enjoyable as I, or if it's just like, yeah, he talks like us. Well, they don't, yeah, they don't really, <laughs> maybe they're into the South accent, Africa. Yeah. No, he has a really good way of. I'm, I'm being funny. Yeah, but, but, no, I am curious. But the like, accent does, add, like, and adds. It, it adds, t- I mean, I, I don't know. If, like, if Polly was doing this, feel. right, if Polly was doing all the narration, I don't think I would get as much enjoyment. Oh, yeah, poor Polly. Really good. But didn't this voice actor wasn't he in Portal Portal Two? Um, I thought he was like the space one or something he like that. He is. Oh, that'd be hard to recognize. There is a Portal meet the personality, personality course. I think he's the he's space the narrator core. of of that thing oh. that experience the meet the the personality cores experience. He, he definitely um, has one for Dota, right? He is the Stanley Parable narrator in Dota. Yep. Is there a better narrator in a game? No, I don't. Bastion's I mean, well, good. it's hard to separate the quanti- the actual content from the amazing performance, but I don't think so. And also, Jazzpunk is pretty good as well. Does Jazzpunk have a narrator? It's been a while since I played it. Yes. It, do you, would you say it's similar to this? Because it does have a lot of like yes trope upsetting content. No, not that. I think the narration is similar, but not the tr- some of the different. But I would say the narration is similar. Also, a good narrator is my point. Yeah. But yeah, you almost choose to do things not just because you want to see an ending, because I want to see what his reaction will be, as opposed to what will happen in the universe. It's, it's not necessarily going That's into really this room to point. see something. I'm just curious what I can get this guy to say. Like, what funny yeah, things? Or is he going to get upset? Is he going to be happy with me? And that's what I'm talking about me? with the possibilities. Like, you're just doing things just to see what's going to happen. If I stay here or do this or enter this or do that, like, what what could ha- what's the outcome gonna be? but not only what am i going to do and what what could happen to me what are my choices in the situation but what funny things did they put in about yeah. the things that i would just okay they randomly come up with the baby game right how does me doing this lead to this random baby game <laughs> you can miss things like i think a couple people here i guess nate i think Polly said the same thing that they had friends who played this game and they got like one ending and they're just like nope but you're missing that like there's so many other things you could do and so many crazy things like situations that you're totally missing Hey, Nate. Yo. What is the definition of non-sequitur? Ooh. Have you <laughs> given up it? on Cortana? Hey, Cortana. 
What is the definition of non? Too late. It's a conclusion or statement that does not logically follow from the previous argument or statement. That's actually kind of a boring definition. That's not quite how I understood it either. I'm sorry. She's cracking me up over here. What's the definition of non-sect winner? Was that what she said? N-O-N-C-E-K space winner. Non-sect winner. Now we're on monster.com. Great. Good job. Thanks, Cordona. Is that everything you had to say about? I think so. I cannot remember at this point. It's just just fun to play. I do remember the very first run through. My brain was processing so many possibilities and I didn't know what I wanted to do first and I was so torn between wanting to do everything that the opposite of what he said and wanting to do what he was saying so I could get sort of a base run in to know what everything else was branching off of or what the right answer was and when I say right I'm saying it in quotes I don't there's obviously not one right one but if you run through the way he intended I wanted that boilerplate but I also wanted to upset him at least once so I went through the wrong door but when he gives the you the chance to get back on track i did it and followed it all the way to the end just out of curiosity but i almost needed a piece of paper to be like no go back and make this other choice because you can't remember all of the different ones how many times did you make a choice and i'm not even sure i couldn't keep track of it if there is not already nate i think you should totally make up a word for that feeling when you come into a new space and it seems like there are infinite possibilities, but before they all kind of restrict down to what it actually actually the thing is. Like oh yeah, that's your no, moment of forgazzlement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't played it, but I, but I understand Nomansky is a great example of forgazzlement. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nomansky, the forgazzlement <laughs> simulator 2016. <laughs> can you imagine when they finally finish the game and they release it as Forgazzlement Edition (laughs) the The Forgazzlement DLC (laughs) I like that right now so I unlike you guys I disliked this game Um, I don't think it's a game I I don't think anyone should no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) clearly yeah I was gonna say I just really I'm getting tired of you guys suggesting good games Uh, of course when you suggest yeah it's really getting freaking old so (laughs) 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 Um, so I I guess you won't be on the No Man's Sky podcast I think Other than the humor in the game and the art in the game, which I've already brought up, one of the most interesting things about this game is talking about it. And things like having the is this a game discussion are great, I think. I think he wanted to have that discussion about this game or this interactive experience or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because I think it's one of the things this game points out is how dumb some of this stuff is. Like, why does anybody get mad about whether or not it's called a game or... Anything like that. Well, it's all dumb, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's video games. I mean, yeah. there's an inherent, or, you know, quote-unquote dumbness in, in video games. And or that, that's in, the greatest thing the about the same thing in this. books and, and movies as yeah. well. I mean... And it just... It, it, he shines a light on this. Like, It'd be it. like somebody getting mad about a, or a movie being called horror or not, yeah. comedy or something <laughs> like that. It's like, who cares? It's an experience and they did something different. So if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Don't play it. Or don't experience it, whatever you want to call it. We call them games, so let's just stick with it, I guess. That kind of stuff is is one of my favorite things about this. I like, I really like what you guys are talking about, all the different ways and different things you can do. But again, that just brings up the, the times when it's not possible. And I understand, I mean, it's like a guy working on a game. He can't, like, make everything possible in the world. Oh, and then when you walked out this door... You played Skyrim, and then when you walked out this door, you know, (laughs) but it suggests that. It gives you the idea that there's all these possibilities, even if there are only 17 or plus there's some Easter eggs and things like that. I think the narration is awesome. The voice acting is awesome. It's artistic. It's funny. It's a fun experience. But I don't know. For some reason, I don't want to give it a, a perfect score. I feel like it's flawed in a beautiful way. I feel like there could always be more, and I hope that he goes further down this hole he's ridiculous rabbit hole yeah so where were you left unfulfilled um i don't know if being unfulfilled like i wasn't looking for fulfillment from this game i knew what was gonna i knew what this game was gonna be like i knew there was a bunch of different endings and it was humorous and there was a lot of exploration of tropes in media and things like that i got did you go pretty much what i yeah yeah i knew what this game was so i I didn't know anything at the beginning which is interesting i saw some footage of the game beforehand but i still really enjoyed it and i wasn't looking for fulfillment so far i I definitely got entertainment out of it 
but I can't even put my finger on something feels wrong calling it perfect. I don't feel like the creator of this game would call it perfect. I feel like he... Someone's played too much of the follow-up. If he had the option to do more, he would have. If you could just do your magnum opus or whatever. So I mean, I love this game. I, I strongly recommend everybody tries it out because I feel like it can evoke some neat emotions and i also suggest that people check out beginner's guide we're going to be covering that game shortly recommend it uh directly ties into (laughs) this so if you liked this game but you don't necessarily need everything in your life to be humorous then i would definitely recommend the beginner's guide as well but i'm going to give stanley parable a nine out of ten this brings us to the end of another awesome episode of the emotive pixels podcast if you want more from us, you can find us on iTunes and at our webpage, www.emotivepixelspodcast.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash emotivepixels, or follow us on Twitter at emotivepixels. And as always, keep, keep on, on playing. playing.